0: podcast number 118 it'll be okay by sean mendez the song is in the key of g major moderately slow four four time the overall architecture there is no introduction we have verse one pre-chorus the chorus verse two pre-chorus chorus bridge and outro the first verse verse one is eight measures long It is divided into two four-measure phrases. Phrase one, the lyrics are, Are we going to make it? Is this going to hurt? The harmonic background is a four-measure chord progression featuring the chords C with an E bass, G major 7th with a D bass, and then D major 7th for two measures. The C and the G chord are sustained for four beats each, and the D chord is sustained for eight beats. C with an E in the bass, G major seventh with the D in the bass, D major seventh with the D in the bass. The chords in the key of G major are G major the one chord, A minor the two chord, B minor the three chord, C the four chord, D the five chord, E minor the six chord, and F sharp diminished the seventh chord. So the chords that we see in this song, C, it starts with the four chord, then moves to G, the one chord, and then D, the five chord. This progression is used throughout the entire work. This is a common practice to use four or five chords throughout the whole song. The order might be changed for different sections or as in this case, is kept the same throughout the whole song. The four chord C, pulls to the one chord G here the G is extended into G major 7 this extension to the one chord adds color and emotion first i will play the C chord to a G chord then i will play C to G major 7 For more on chord extensions and substitutions, please see podcast episode number 73. The D chord, the 5, is also extended into D major 7. When adding a 7th onto the 5 chord, we normally get a D seventh in the key, that's the dominant 7th, which creates tension before resolving to the 1 chord. Now, by adding the major 7th, we have a borrowed chord from the key of D major, the I chord. So instead of dissonance being created, we have a new tonal color. First, I will play one, five, 1 in the key of G. I will play G, I will make the five chord the D7, so it'll be G, D7, G. Then I will play G major 7, D major 7, G major 7, and notice the contrast. In jazz, chord extensions and substitutions are the rule. An added touch is that for the C chord, the third of the chord is in the bass, which, as it moves to the D in the bass of the G major 7, creates a smooth bass line moving diatonically from E to D, and then for the two D chords, we have the D, so the bass line would be E, D, D, D. Composers will use notes other than the root for purposes of smooth voice leading, chordal colors, and added pull from one chord to another. The melody. When we look at the melody of this first phrase, we notice for the lyric R, the chord tone E, the third of the chord, is used. Chord tones exhibit calm and strength. Non-chord tones exhibit varying degrees of tension and calm, dark and light. For the lyric we, another E is used. For the lyrics gonna make, the notes D, the ninth of the chord, a non-chord tone, B, the major 7th, an emotional note, and D again. As I play this slowly against the C major chord, notice the movement between the tonal colors and emotion. I will play the notes of the first measure against the C chord for the lyrics are we gonna make. Notice the movement between the tonal colors and emotion. Now, I've mentioned in earlier podcasts that I believe that as we hear this, we don't consciously hear this, but I do believe subconsciously we feel it. As the chord changes to the G major seventh, we have the root of the chord G for the lyric it. Then another G for the lyric is, followed by a descending line, D C B A. For the remaining lyrics, is this gonna hurt? As I play it, notice how for it, the low G and is, chord tones. Then it jumps up five notes, a fifth, to the note D. Whenever you jump, what is known as an interval, that adds weight and importance to the meaning of the lyric. Here the lyric is, is this. Then gonna hurt, we have a C, which is the fourth, a non-chord tone, moving to a B, the third, a chord tone, ending on an A, the second or the ninth, it's referred to the ninth, of the chord. It ends on a non-chord tone, so I'll play that slowly, but then the chord changes to a D major nine where the A is in that chord, but that note isn't held over. That last note, the A against the G chord, the 9th, is especially emotional for the lyric, hurt. The second half of the phrase, is this gonna hurt, is melodically and rhythmically practically the same as the first half. Are we gonna make it? The melody then rests for two measures of the D major 7th chord. This is an example of repetition with variation. Repetition and repetition with variation is one of the most important and often used techniques in all forms of musical composition. Phrase two. The lyrics are, Oh, we can try to sedate it, but that never works, yeah, and then I start. This second phrase is a musical repetition of the first phrase with new lyrics. We do have additional lyrics against the D major chord this time, with yeah, and the pick-up to the pre-chorus with the lyrics, I start. The pre-chorus. The pre-chorus is eight measures long. It's the same harmonic construction, the same background as the verse, except the C, G, and D chords are triads now without the emotional extensions. As similar to the verse, there are two four-measure phrases. Phrase one, I started to imagine a world where we don't collide. At first notice how the melody is a little higher, a little higher in register. This technique is used often in Shawn Mendes songs. It is an important technique that we shall see later. If one possesses a wide vocal range, this is a great technique, not only to separate phrases and sections, but also to convey heightened emotions. As with a new section, we have a new melody. Notice how the second half of this phrase, when we don't collide, is musically similar, almost practically the same as started to imagine a world, where we don't collide. Started to imagine a world. Also, as is common practice, something in the accompaniment is altered when a new section enters. Piano chords are added to the sustained organ of the verse. In addition, as in the last two measures of this four bar phrase, the melody rests, except we have a pickup to the second phrase with the lyrics, It's Make. Second phrase of the pre-chorus, it's making me sick, but we heal and the sun will rise. Musically, this is a repetition of phrase one. At the end of the phrase, we now have a pickup to the chorus. If you tell me, you're leaving. An important technique we notice here is that the accompaniment stops. So all we hear is the melody highlighting the lyrics. And telling us what comes next will be important. Now, the chorus, what many consider to be the real essence of any song. This chorus is 12 measures long. The construction is truly interesting. Instead of the eight measure sections similar to the verse and pre chorus, we now have three four measure sections. As just mentioned, it opens with a pickup at the end of the pre chorus if you tell me you're leaving. And then we hear, I'll make it easy, it'll be okay, the title, which is in keeping with the norm to have the title in the chorus. Many songwriters have said they start with the title and the chorus. As with the verse and the pre-chorus, we have the same three chords, C, G, and D. As is common practice with a new section, especially the all-important chorus, a harmonic rhythm is added. Instead of sustained whole note chords for four beats each, we now hear the piano superimposing above the sustained chords the new chordal rhythm. We notice how now the intensity of the song and the emotion is building. Also, as we hear this phrase, I'll make it easy, the notes are moving up now just a little higher. Now we have the title, for the first time in the song, 16th notes are used, adding urgency to the meaning of the lyrics. So the first phrase of the chorus started with the pickup, if you tell me you're leaving, then it continued continued with I'll make it easy, and then concluded with the title, it'll be okay. The second phrase. There are also three sub-phrases, almost exactly similar to phrase one. If we can't stop the bleeding, we don't have to fix it, we don't have to stay. At the end of the second phrase, we have a pickup into the third phrase, I will love you either way. For this pickup, we also notice something new. We hear a triplet for the lyric, love you, a very subtle light on that lyric. This third phrase is so interesting because it is so different. The chords are the same, but instead of the chord rhythm we heard in the chorus, now we hear 16th notes, chord arpeggios. Besides the 16th notes, now we have the addition of background singers. You see how we are on a continuing uphill climb of intensity and emotion. There are three short melodic figures above this current of 16th notes. We have the lyric O, then we have the title, it'll be okay, be okay, and then we hear O again. And truly important, the melody is in its highest range. We've reached the peak. In analysis of any musical composition, we always look for the highest note because that tells us something. I feel this section is a precursor to the end of the second verse where we see the climax, the emotional high point of the work. Here are those three melodic figures. This third phrase of the chorus may be also thought as a modern refrain, that is a section containing the title repeated after the verse or a chorus. By setting the title so high above this bed of 16th notes, the title is highlighted once again. Now we enter verse 2. This offers so many interesting techniques in that normally when you repeat a verse, The music is the same with new lyrics, but here we have quite a few changes. In regards to the background, we move back to the sustained chords of the verse, C, G, and D. However, only for two measures, the C and G chords have the sustained chords. And with the G chord, a touch of color is added by having the chord suspended. We have G suspended forth with D in the bass. When a chord is suspended, the third of the chord is replaced by the fourth, making the chord neither major nor minor. I'll play that for you now. I'll play a G chord, G, B, D, and then I will play a G suspended fourth chord, G, C, D. Both chords with the D in the bass, the fifth of the chord. Also, for this second verse, for the rest of the verse, after the first two measures with the sustained chords, the rhythmic hook that the piano added in the chorus is now added here. We have chordal rhythms from the verse and the chorus now joined. A truly unusual technique is that the melody of the second verse is different from the first verse. And as previously mentioned, a truly unusual technique is that the melody of the second verse is different from the first verse, whereby normally all the verse melodies are the same with new lyrics. The verse tells the ongoing story of a song, while the pre-chorus and chorus usually repeat the same lyrics, creating melodic and lyrical hooks. Also, the melody is in the high register initiated at the end of the chorus in direct opposition to the very low register of the first verse. There are two four-measure phrases. Phrase one, the lyrics are, The future we dreamed of is fading to black. As I play this very slowly, listen to the few. There's an interval jump of a sixth. And as I said earlier, this signals an important lyric. First, the future we dreamed of. The second part is fading to black. Is fade also starts with the interval, only this time a fifth. And as I mentioned earlier, right after we hear these notes, things change again. We hear the chord rhythm of the chorus brought back and a drum added. So two measures into the second verse, things are heightened. As the background intensifies, we hear a melisma for the lyric O. A melisma is many notes for one syllable. We then move into phrase two. As it opens with the lyrics, oh, there's nothing more painful, we may expect to hear a repetition of the first phrase. However, not only is the chord accompaniment changed, but the melody is also altered. For O, instead of one note, we have two notes, D to E. And then, there's nothing more painful is the same as the future we dreamed of, but then it changes. That sentence is repeated, and there's nothing more painful. However, now the melody jumps up to the highest level with an octave jump on and nothing. I will play that slowly. This is followed by a long melisma on O. This is truly important. We hear O, then we hear there's nothing more painful. Then we hear and nothing more painful, only this time introduced by an octave jump to the very highest register. And then even higher, O, a melisma on O. Musically, this stresses the emotion and pain he felt, a cry of pain. It may be the climax of the work, or the golden section. The golden section is mathematically approximately two-thirds through any work of art, a climax of emotion. At this point, we are returned to the pre-chorus and the chorus, which then leads us into the bridge and the outro. The bridge. The modern bridge is a section added into the architecture, adding a new section containing new and often unexpected material. Please see podcast episodes number eight and nine for the bridge and the outro. The lyrics are, life is so sweet, life is so bitter. I will love you either way. Life is so sweet, life is so bitter, oh. As the bridge enters after the third phrase of the chorus, the 16th note accompaniment is continued, forming a smooth transition into the bridge, a dovetail effect is created. One can link sections no matter how dissimilar by keeping one or more of the element layers constant. Here we see the chord progression and the 16th note element constant as the melody changes into the new section. We have five short lyrical phrases separated by brief pauses, giving us time to pause and think of each one. In the music lyrics of Tom Petty, we see this technique. After each phrase, subphrase, he gives us time to think about it rather than jump into the next phrase right away. Phrasing is paramount in all forms of music, especially in improvising. How many times have we heard soloists that just keep going on and on and do not phrase it's it would be like uh, writing a paragraph with no commas or periods it just after a while doesn't make sense the outro also known as a coda oh the future we dreamed of is fading to black i will love you either way a common practice in concert music is as the work concludes with the coda elements from the work are then fused In this outro, we see a perfect example of this. The outro opens the same way as verse 2, the future we dreamed of is fading to black. Then the third phrase, I will love you either way, is taken from the middle of the chorus. As previously mentioned, a fusion of verse and chorus summoning moments from the past for the conclusion we have seen in this work a wealth of techniques of value to composers in all styles and genres of music for example subtle shifting chordal colors the use of shifting vocal ranges to portray emotion and for the separation of sections the use of chord and non-chord tones to convey and underscore the meaning and emotion of certain lyrics innovative architecture Borrowed chords from another key. Abrupt accompaniment patterns creating buildup and intensification. Melodic and harmonic hooks, to name a few. Thank you so much for listening. I'd like to leave you with this quote by Louis Armstrong. Music is life itself.